BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. We're joined by Saman Arbabi today. Good to see you guys. We are going to talk about Syria. And uh, first of all, I guess let's just start with the first thing that's most interesting to me about this entire idea of going into a conflict, not a war, just a nice little conflict in Syria. Can I add something here? Please. Do you, do you know when was the last time the United States actually declared a war? Was it World War II? Yes. Yeah. That's right. And so you know Vietnam never happened. The Korean, Korean War never happened. The original Iraq War never happened. Nicaragua, El Salvador, East Timor, none of that stuff. Not like we've been in Kosovo. Just <laughs> little conflicts. Panama. Yeah, small little, you know, Grenada. little Grenada. Yeah. I'm just like, these are like the top ones. Yeah, but anyway. Vietnam was officially a police action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> officially. That was a good one. That's right. We'll, we'll stop and frisk a bunch of Viet Cong. We'll see if they have some guns. And World it'll be a police II action. was the last time we declared war. And there has been a lot of death we since have, then. But it, it, yeah, but it was a, you can call it police brutality maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I think brutality <laughs> is probably the proper word to use. It's interesting because uh, this kind of goes back to the illusion of change and the illusion of, uh, of choice. Uh, what I find most interesting about the, uh, the uh, ramp up to war, and it's funny because the news media is just like, please, God, go to war so we have something to do. <laughs> yes. We have to get Anderson Cooper over uh-huh. in Syria immediately, perfectly protected and safe. I don't blame him, dude. I'm tired of Miley Cyrus and shit. Yeah, know? yeah. We need some excitement here. Twerking is taking yeah. up too much of our news media. Yeah. We need some goddamn bombs and kids' death. Not, Please, not God. Yet. Girls twerking so they can catch themselves on fire and be on YouTube, bro. Did you see this video? It was fantastic. One of the best videos out there. If you haven't seen it, it was on Gawker. I believe the headline is, Sometimes twerking can be bad for your health. And uh, a woman made a bad decision of twerking on her hands. On a door. Yeah. And then her roommate came home, opening the door, of course, and sending her flying into a table. And, of course, on the table was a bunch of romantically lit candles. And a, bo- Be- and a can of gasoline. And a can of gasoline and an Acme bomb and, I believe, some sort of <laughs> uh, other cartoon character. Wiley Coyote was over there jacking <laughs> off and things like that. And, of course, she ended up lit- lighting herself on fire. Um Which is, of course, what Obama wants to do over in Syria, Syria right now. He wants, to, he wants to... Uh, Light a fire uh, all over that country. And the ultimate irony is, of course, uh, the only people that are standing in his way right now are the most conservative members of our Congress. 
<laughs> a, a decade-long ideological shift in Congress is a major factor behind lawmakers' resistance to a U.S. attack on Syria, as many who supported invading Iraq have been supplanted by lawmakers far more leery of military entanglements. Mm-hmm. This new reality reflected a more libertarian Republican caucus, and the vanishing of conservative Southern Democrats threatens to upend President Barack Obama's push to win congressional approval for airstrikes in Syria. I love watching these dove liberals, these people who were so against every sort of foreign action in the Middle East when a Republican was our president immediately become more hawkish than, you know, than, than, than some sort of bizarre, you know, like a cartoon villain. I mean, they, they, they want blood all over there. They want to bathe in the blood of, uh, of Assad's military. There's a flip side to that coin, though, because it could be the other way around, actually. It could be like the Republicans don't think there's enough blood Written, so they want to see more chaos before. And they I, go I, in. I think I think that's what it is, and I think they're actually kind of right because Obama's plan's pretty shitty. And there is no plan. The plan is, is to no send plan. send a couple of Scud missiles over there and blow up things, the and that's going to do what? I, I said something stupid a year ago, right? Something about some red line shit, and now I'm being held accountable to do as I said. Well, that's the problem with the entire situation. It all comes down to a cock off with Putin. And, uh, you know, uh, the Iranian regime. And Obama just doesn't want to seem like the loser in this bully beatdown. No. He wants to win this bizarre ego battle. And uh, he's willing to send us to war to do it. Putin can have Syria. Iran can have Syria. Let them fight out this civil war. This sounds I think, like a fifth grade fight. It is a fifth grade <laughs> fight. I, you're a bully and, and, you know, I can't lie. It's like, dude, what it the is, fuck are we talking about here? This, I mean, we are a swirly away. From Obama just getting a Grundy. You well, know? This is how world wars start. You have uh, treaties and you have alliances. And if you piss off this one person, then you piss off this other person right. who right. gets pissed off at that other chain person. Reaction. It's just a huge chain reaction. All of a sudden, everybody's fucking everybody. But the right. idea that's that why Obama's like, I'll just drop a couple of bombs. Yeah. I really don't we'll do it. fight. It's not a fight. It don't, it's not. No, a I fight. guarantee you, and now, President Obama goes to bed every single night with nightmares of Jimmy Carter. Because that's what, sure. he does, that's what he doesn't want to look like. He doesn't well, want he to doesn't look weak on foreign policy. Put those nightmares to bed because you're already elected twice. Yeah. So it's fine. You're not Jimmy Carter. Nobody and you're thinks that you're Jimmy black. Carter. You're doing good, bro. Right. And you're young. You know, you got a dog and everything. You're, you're attractive. Fine. People want to have sex with your wife. I would have sex with his wife. Indeed. I wish Michelle would just grab him by the goddamn balls and be like, Barack, it's fine. You were a man. But fuck me. Don't go into war with Syria. You know, I just feel like he feels emasculated. Yeah. That's what's happening. I mean, when he went to the G20 summit over there in Russia, first of all, uh, I I believe the only person he was talking to was the president of, like, Saudi Arabia. No one gave him any respect. During the major picture that they take, usually the president is, like, right in the middle. The United States president is right in the middle, and everyone's, like, you know, rubbing his shoulders and being Mm. like, we love you, buddy. He's way off in the side. Mm. No one gives him any respect whatsoever. Putin just laughs at him. Right. And these things are taking a mental toll on him. He's like, but I am the president of the United States. The superpower. Where is the respect? And I feel like that's the major issue going on right now. And it's interesting to see like Nancy Pelosi, mm. who was like against all military action when Bush was in power because Bush had, uh, you know, terrible foreign policy. She was like Jane Fonda. And shit. She was like Jane Fonda mm-hmm. and Jane Goodall. By the way, I'm reading that book, The Lucifer Principle by a fellow named Howard Bloom. Oh, I love Howard Bloom. It's really fascinating. It just discusses how like all living creatures are inevitably evil and uh, not evil per se. But in order to survive, you have to crush a lot. A lot of other things. Yeah. And he was discussing you Jane. You can't just be a player. You can't just be a player. No. You, gotta crush you, can't, a lot. you have to crush a lot. I That's get it. right. As Big Pun once said. Hells yeah. 
Uh, but he was discussing Jane Goodall, and she was her first articles were all about how chimpanzees and gorillas and things are like unbelievably peaceful. Next thing you know, she comes back and uh, till you, you give them religion. Yeah, exactly. One, one <laughs> and then group, even monkeys and dogs and fucking cockroaches have civil wars. Yeah, for all intents and cleansing. Pro- that's pretty much what happened. The gorillas just like they got to, they got into two different sects, they got into two different fights, and they were just murdering each other in this huge civil war. And she was like, I don't. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. They're just like us. And it's like, yeah, they are. Everyone is completely evil. And uh, and that's what's happening with Obama right now. He's been in power long enough where I think his brain is fully transformed. It's like if you take acid for five years, you're going to feel like you're a, a plate and everyone else is just a bunch of, you know, steaks. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm just the plate and everyone else is lying on top of me. This is Obama's Bosnia. This is like, this is a, but with bigger consequences. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi uh, is all about this thing. Uh, all about this so-called conflict. She told a terrible story about how she was discussing the situation with her five-year-old grandson. And I firmly believe she gets most of her policies from her five-year-old grandson. <laughs> and her son or her grandson was like, why are we going to go to war? And she's like, why are you even saying the word war? That's what's wrong with the marketing and the media right now. Kids are saying the word war. This is a conflict. This is nothing more yeah, than a conflict a bre- with my neighbor. I don't go fucking throw Ex- a grenade in his house. Exactly. <laughs> what the hell? A conflict <laughs> is when somebody cuts in line uh, of you at a Walmart and you're like, but God damn it, I'm in a rush. A conflict you know? should not cost billions of dollars. Billions uh, it's and an lots of explosions one. and all sorts of shit like that. And just a bunch, a bunch of uh, you know, innocent people being murdered. It's very interesting to see Nancy Pelosi. The Democrats are very bad at trumpeting the sounds of war. No, because yeah. they're not good at it. They, they don't, don't have, they don't they have don't, it in their, their hearts. Is, but they're lame, right? They've never done it, you know? Yeah. And, and they spent most of their time being against it, right. especially with the last eight years in George Bush. I mean, it's, so I mean, now it's with like. Bush and Cheney was like, why are we going to war? And for all intents and purposes, they're just like, oh, they're brown. <laughs> you know that they're, they're brown. They're Muslim, right? And they're uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, axis of evil. They're obvious. Yeah, we go, we go. Yeah. You can't skirt around the reasons you want to go in there. I wanted, to, I wanted, to, I was talking to Marcus earlier. I, was, I wanted to talk about like a quick version of uh, Syria's history. Yeah, please. And and why Obama's having such a hard time today? Right. Because finally, I think he's googled the name. And yeah, he's yeah. Realized, oh shit, it's it's a lot more complicated than what he it saw is. the Wikipedia page. Right. So so make it very quick. Syrians were not Arabs to begin with. Okay? What were they? The Syrians became there were Christian. There was a big chunk of land with Assyrians in it, and there were Christians. Okay, uh, and it was it was part of the Roman Empire, and they were actually Christians for the first three hundred years of their civilization. And then what happened was after the uh, rise of Islam, the mm-hmm. Arabs invaded Syria because it was par- part of the Silk Road, and it had a lot of wealthy cities, and it was the just, Silk Road, which comes from in India all the way to Europe. You got to look. That's a whole different story, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was like the it was the trade, it was the a right. road of connecting. It was a bridge between. It was a economical bridge between Europe and Far right. East and India and. The What's the name of, of our river that does that over here? Uh, the Mississippi. The Mississippi, right? Yeah. Sort of our Mississippi um, River. But times like six hundred and forty nine. Okay. Six hundred and forty nine. <laughs> right. Oh my! Let me do the math on that really quick. Because it was a lot bigger, and 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 you know that was like the trade. But right. anyway, what happened was there were Christians for the first three hundred years. Then Islam rose up, and the Arabs invaded it for its um, their own economical wealth reasons, whatever. So then they they took. What over. did they have? What did they have in Syria? Was it oil at that well, time? Well, no, it, it was it was it Damascus, was Damascus, and, and you know the 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 route. It was a route of of. Uh, 
trade between and it was built to build the romans were using it quite a bit and what were they trading ah, fucking back in the day probably like just pots and pans clay things yeah i mean whatnot as, saber, as, goat saber tooth something like that cool as it gets during the romans i guess I yeah, don't know, yeah whatever that is women probably uh, probably that was the first thing yeah, yeah. so then um then you have and the name syria was actually given to them by the greeks even before the romans syria mm-hmm. was chosen by the greeks it's a badass name really when it you is think about it pretty fucking cool yeah so these uh these people are uh, then syria or you can call it the greater syria back in the day was mm-hmm. actually not what you see just on the map today with syria but it was a big chunk of iraq syria lebanon um jordan there was no Israel. So really, so, we're seeing like the modern-day Syria is quite a degraded version of the original Syria. If you put Israel, Lebanon, Syria, and a big chunk of uh, Iraq and a, um, all of Jordan together, that was Syria. Damn. So it was about triple the size of what it is now. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. It was huge. Fucking gigantic. Right. There was no such thing as Iraq or Lebanon or right. Israel. None of that. So, so that's, that's the greatest Syria. Then the Ottoman Empire conquers them and the greater syria becomes part of the ottoman empire ruled ruled by the turks and now are these a a muslim group of folks these are muslim group of folks but they're turks not arabs okay still muslims but it was was no longer in the control of the arabs it becomes under the it goes under the control of the uh, the turks and this is where this is where the, the 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 brits start fucking around and poking in the region okay and like lawrence the um arabia that, that yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia yeah. was in Syria, and that's where the movie comes from. Anyway, so okay. so the Brits start feeding the the Arab nationalists to rebel against the Turkish Ottoman Empire. Right. That's that that's that's the first step of the foreign influence. In Beginning the, the long bizarre road of exactly. the West helping out Arabs and then turning their back on Arabs. And so this is during World War One now, and and very quietly and secretly, while they're feeding the Arab nationalists, also called the Bath Party, mm-hmm. as you know today, ah, the Bath, the the of Brits, which in case you guys didn't know what Saddam Hussein, that was Saddam, his thing. yeah, it's so, yeah. an Arab nationalist organization that we yeah. don't like anymore, and it's banned in Iraq due to our whatever. So anyway, the, that's good. And now everything is peaceful and wonderful in Iraq because they got <laughs> rid of the Ba'ath Arabs party. Don't be nationalists and get rid of your party. Yeah, that's have no cool. national pride yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> Meanwhile, over here, everyone's don't. listening to wave, a, wave American flags and French flags. It's yeah, cool. so even then, freedom for us. Then, oh, by the way, yeah, well, yes, continue on. Sorry. Okay, after World War One. When finally the Turks are defeated because they took sides with the Germans, instead of hooking up the Arabs, which they had promised, mm-hmm. the Brits and the French sit together and they took this chunk of land, literally on a map with a fucking crayon, and they split it and divided it into fake ass countries called Lebanon, Iraq, Palestine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these are all countries made by the West. Exactly. By the French and the Brits. And and the Brits divide that uh, territory between themselves, the, the the French and the and the Brits. Right. And the French take over Syria and Lebanon and I guess And so because the French took over Syria is that one of the only reasons that they are pretty much the only country that is uh, of the western world and industrial that wants to help us out while we go into Syria. We get to that. Yes, because they definitely feel like oh, I got to go back. We have, yeah. So they they ruled they used it to be ours till till the end of second war, mm-hmm. World War 2. That's when the French realized we can't even manage our own fucking country. Right. So forget about these peasants and they withdrew and Syria finally got its independence. Right. 
Okay. Um, and and was there independence? Was that a, was that a democratic vote to uh, to achieve a leader, no, or was that more of a totalitarian thing, or it, was it a, a it religious wasn't. thing? When when the French took over Syria and and it created this Arab nation or whatever it was, that's when the uh, the Sunnis started taking over, which were the majority started taking over uh, Iraq. Well, they took control over the whole region, and also oh, okay. they started killing and destroying the Christians. And the Shiites. Okay. So that's when the Shiites and the Christians actually had to flee Syria and live in the mountains like a bunch of fucking, you know, poor bastards. Right. And so there was, a, there was a time where the Shiites and the Christians were uh, quite close with one another. I mean, they were both outcasts and, and, and both runaways. And they still were under and, uh, Assad, yeah. So, so the, and, but anyway, that's, that's then. After World War II, when, when, the, uh, when, the, um, when the French moved they, out. They dipped out, yeah. Right. And the Syrians got their independence. There was an opportunity for there was like a power vacuum within Syria that they could actually like people like Hafez Assad, which is this guy's father. Mm-hmm. They through a bunch of coups and like their own civil war, they came to power. And for the first time, well, now who was the first leader then after the uh, after the French left? Who who filled the vacuum originally? Was it a was it a, uh, a, a, a Sheikh, Islamic group? It was a, an Islamic group, but it was, his name was I think uh, Sheikh Fazil. He, he okay. and 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 this guy. Um, anyway, relatively good guy though. Well, um, a, a European puppet. Okay, basically, sure. So after sort World of a, II, sort sort of a Mubarak type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but anyway, but they had they had ethnic conflicts, and that's why the Christians and the Shiites actually had actually had to get out of okay you know, town. So after World War II, then people like Hafez Assad, which is this guy's father, and a mm-hmm. group of people through military coup, they come to power. And for the first time now, you have a government that's actually pretty secular under Hafez Assad, who's, giving, who's bringing the Christians and the Shiites back into control and power. Right. And they can actually, without any ethnic problems, they can all live together. However, because of that, they became the elite all of a sudden, the Shiites and the Christians. Because they had this huge government sort of like yeah, pro-push. The government was like, please, we'll the... give you some tax breaks or right. whatever it might be. All the good money and businesses yeah. go to them because they're closer to the government. And this is a government who's Alawite or you can... And why was that Shia. in Assad's advantage to uh, to sort of go out there and reach out to the uh, the previously shunned Shiites and, uh, and Christians? Assad's... Uh, Interest wasn't even that really. It was it was to bring Syria back together again. So it was mm-hmm. actually it, it, it had a good idea. You know, he wanted to get rid of the ethnic problems that they had. I mean, and would, would you equate the ethnic problems they were having back then with the ethnic problems they're having right now underneath the sun? It's it's uh, this has always been part of their history. Assad right. kind of put it away, and he's like, forget about like religious problems. Let's all have a parliament. Everyone has a saying, and it became actually one of the most secular countries in the region. So Bashar al-Assad, uh, al-Assad's father, Hafiz, stopped. A civil war in he Syria. Did. He did. And now Assad, his son, as what happens with most uh, situations of nepotism, and let me just say as a New York Knicks fan, again, James Dolan, wonderful man. Jim, No, Jim Dolan, a wonderful man. James Dolan, his son, who is now our president, is a terrible president. The son always tends to do slightly worse than the father. It wasn't we, really his fault. I mean, it, it, this was like, it, it was a problem that was going to blow up and be what it the is. The current situation in Syria, yeah. regardless of what Assad did. Exactly. And when his father died in 1980... His eldest son was supposed to come in power, but unfortunately right. he fucked up. And, and Assad's he died older in an brother, accident. And this poor bastard, who was an eye surgeon who studied abroad in Europe, 
became the leader at, at the age of 34. So very, I'm 32 years old right now. I cannot imagine running a country in two years. I would probably not even a normal country, a fucked up old ass country like Syria. At 34 years old. Pretty I mean, bad. you can't be president in the uh, in the United States until 36, I believe, right? Yeah, 35, 36. And we don't really have those uh, very extreme conflicts as far as no. like life and death related. No. Like for the most part, a mosque can be right by a church in. Uh, I mean, hell, in Manhattan, they're all over the place. Yeah. Jewish uh, Jewish places and mosques and Christians. So that's, I don't know why that sounded like a little bit racist. Like, hell, in New York, they're, they're all over the place. <laughs> they are all over. It's not racist. I would prefer if there were... Li- I, would like, I would like uh, more limited religious institutions, but that's fine. I include all of them. I guess yeah. you, you can get away with it. So that, that's, that's, you know, that, that was the dilemma. What, what's going on is like United States now finally realizes that this, this guy isn't as bad because... If this guy goes, then you could have like groups like Al Qaeda and Sunni extremists right. come into power that would again go through like a crazy ass ethnic cleansing situation where they would get rid of the Christians and the Shiites. My question: How didn't they know this before? They knew this, right? Uh, like Obama had to know that Assad was a relatively rational human being uh, as far as dictators go in the Middle East. I mean, we, he certainly is not the worst. We tend to invade first and then Google. Yeah. So that I think that's what happened. And when Obama gave his like red line speech a year ago, and we still don't really know if it was Assad who gave the orders to right. use chemical weapons. Although they do, th- it's a I fucked mean, most up of country. Dude. It is a fucked up country. It, was, it could have been some jackass. Actually, the Ger- a German article came out today saying yeah. that he didn't. It was one of his rogue generals or whoever. Sure, sure. And that could be be you know that's it. But I mean, the whole thing is obviously falling apart. You know, it's it obviously very dismantled. Yeah, but it could even it could be even worse. So I think we've gotten to a point where where now we realize that Assad's the best thing we have right now. Kind of like what happened with Mubarak in Egypt. Right. And until we have a better alternative, maybe we shouldn't invade and 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 attack. Well, the number one argument being made now by everyone who wants to go into war is like, well, the one option is not doing anything. Um, and then, of course, the other option is helping out Al Qaeda, which would be what would happen if we bombed Syria. Which the Saudis are already doing all. And they the think way. that that's the best option. They say the, the worst option is doing nothing, and the best option is helping out Al Qaeda, who are the rebels, and just getting Assad out of power, which is, is absolutely insane to me. Our problem isn't Assad. Our problem is that. I mean, I think I feel we, like the irony is if you really sat down and talked to if Obama, Putin, and uh, the Ayatollah sat down and were like, "What do you think about Assad?" All three of them would be like, "Yeah, that's I'll, the best thing fine. we have. That's true. He's fine. Yeah, that, that's." But I feel true. like it's this bullshit happening between Putin and Obama uh, that's going on where they're having this cock off. Part of it. We we support worse countries than Syria, Saudi Arabia, and Pakistan. If it was about and, human rights, we would have right. gone into North Korea. No, we would have gone ago. into Syria like before. It was like. Look, we're going to this war because 1,400 people died, okay, from, right. from a chemical weapon that they got, right. apparently this guy used. Before that, 100,000 people had died from regular bullets. We well, never I mean, got yeah, we bullet. talked about it on the, uh, on the previous episode in 88 when, uh, when Saddam was using chemical weapons on the Iranians. We're oh, like, yeah, please we were, we sprinkle were, it around. We were, we were telling him where to drop them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what we were doing. So, so I, think, I think that's the dilemma. The problem is, however, that, that we've realized, okay, he's not as bad as – like the next guy, because clearly the next thing's going to be like Al Qaeda. God knows who he's going to be. But the problem is, we don't like him because he's not our friend. He's the friend of the Iranians, right? Which is against Israel and everything else, and the Russians. Becky and the is Chinese. friends with Jenny, so and everybody knows Jenny is a total slut, and we gotta turn our backs on Becky. And that's the thing. Like, if 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 Assad was a friend of United States. We'd back him with weapons and chemicals. Oh, weapons. totally. But since he's not, he's the friend of like the Iranians and all that, we are kind of like stuck in the middle where we feel like 
you know, maybe instability and, and losing control for these countries. And in again, that area is a good thing for And us. just going back again to the idea of, like, the democratic shift now where Democrats are the ones pushing for war and the you know, more conservative libertarians are the ones going against it, we have France. Yeah. And, of course, the lead-up to Iraq, uh, France being rational and not wanting to get involved and bogged down in a war that was unwinnable and absolutely ridiculous by its base. Freedom uh, fries. Freedom fries. <laughs> We were all about freedom fries, not French fries any longer. It's all no. freedom fries. And now, of course, the It was the freedom French. kiss, freedom fries. Yeah, exactly. Everything really kind of Freedom sucked. tickler. A freedom kiss. I don't... What, what, that's disgusting. Ugh. That's sad. Uh, yeah, can I freedom kiss you? you know, no, like, no, 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 you no, can, no, no. No, you can put your balls in my throat, but... Yeah, well, I think that's a freedom, freedom kiss. kiss. <laughs> I think by definition, balls in your throat is the definition of a freedom kiss. I, Look at my pink freedom tickler. No, no. That's disgusted. You, you mentioned Saudi Arabia earlier, and I think Saudi Arabia is definitely something that merits uh, being a part of this discussion. Totally. Uh, because Saudi Arabia, to me, has always seemed like that country in the Middle East that nobody really talks about, that not a whole lot of conflict happens in that. Like, you don't you really hear people talk, you hear Americans talking about Saudi Arabia since, like, the Gulf War. I'm just going to mm-hmm. tell you one thing, and this is uh, naivety on my part, and I'm just going to represent. Uh, a percentage of the American people. When you say Saudi Arabia, Aladdin. All I think, all I think about is Disney's Aladdin. That's it. I'm like, oh, they're wonderful people. You rub some lamps over no, there. Saudi and, uh, Arabia is like the shittiest country in the yeah. world, and they should have had a revolution like 30 years ago. And what's keeping them from a revolution? What's keeping them away from a revolution? Actually, and would you say also what's keeping them? And number two, uh, if it, if the human rights are so bad over there. Why, why aren't we so Because we're steadfast. buying their oil and they're buying our weapons. Right. So we, we were like, whatever. And of course, they, Al Gore is selling them current TV. Meanwhile, Al-Qaeda's, bre- like, that's the birthplace of Al-Qaeda and right. Sunni extremism that we fight and September 11th and all that shit. So basically the birthplace, the harboring nest of everything that we try to fight a- around is the world Saudi is Arabia. in Saudi Arabia. And most of the people who bombed us on 9-11 and, and drew they're the, totally flew the planes in the Saudis. playing with us because what's going on. And why are we in Saudi Arabia? Has this question been asked recently? <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think this question has ever been. So, man, answer this question. Talk Dude, about it. Do you want to wait for gas lines? No. We right. don't. We're not ready for we that We don't shit. want the Keystone Pipeline no, to come yeah, through so because then we would have to have responsibility on our own shores when an oil spill happens. Let the Saudis be the assholes they are as long right. as my gas isn't too expensive. That's, that's, the, that's the dilly. Right, right, right. So these, and and they're, t- they're totally playing with our politics because they're fueling... The, the conflicts and they the fuel region. every goddamn war in the in the in the world because they fuel the, the they got the oil they and, are the fuel by and definition they keep hiding behind Uncle Sam and right. whispering in his ear go 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 fight go fight right jump you know I'll even pay for the bombs just do it meanwhile they're just sitting there dickless motherfuckers and at, at the same time they're pointing at their own people who know their government's a piece of shit right. but they're saying look do you want your country to be like Iraq and Syria. Right. Then shut the fuck up. Total chaos. And they're they're using this problem to oppress their own people furthermore by saying, look, if you think I'm bad, I'm keeping this shit together. Well, I mean, theoretically, the notion of the notion of oppression uh, is the idea of like keeping things at peace, right? I mean, that's why you that's why you technically oppress something is is so it doesn't bubble up and, and become insane. Put up or shut up. Right. And if not, then this country could be just as awful as Syria, which I'm actually making it happen. And same thing with Iraq. And right. they are. They're feeding the Islamist extremists left. So this whole notion of going in there for, for, for uh, 
humanitarian reasons, that's all garbage. That's, that's all yeah, nonsense. No one gives a shit about human beings, dude. Right. Come on. And you certainly, if you are going in there for humanitarian reasons, drop food. You drop no, food. You drop. You drop things that like a tent, something that these uh, you know human beings might need. Uh, it's be able to use, not bombs. Politics and strategically, that part of the region is something that that the the East are enemies have control over Iran, Russia, and China. So, so how does Saudi Arabia get away with being a country in the Middle East that supports the United States and supports U.S. interests? Economy, bro. And they're, are they, they got giving, us by the balls. Are they giving oil? Just, you know, I mean, but I'm not just talking about us, but like within the Middle others, East, yeah. like other Middle East countries. What's stopping them from attacking Saudi Arabia because, for holding American interests? the big brother in the Middle East is Saudi Arabia. It's not, uh. it, like that region is Coke and Pepsi. You have, you have Saudi Arabia, Sunni extremism, and you have is, is Iran. On Shia extremism. Okay. So, and there's a beef between these two, and they hate each other more than more than the Christians and the Jews. So the Saudis don't give any oil to uh, Iran or Syria. No, or I mean China. Saudi, Saudi Arabia is the the number one. Oil and what's the country. relationship like with Saudi Arabia and uh, Israel? Is it are they close? I mean, obviously They're they have a mutual close. friend with America. They're okay, publicly. Um, They'll never even admit there's such thing as uh, called uh, as Israel because really it, it'll 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 power and and fuel the anti you know most Arabs are very anti-Semitic right they right, right. hate the Jews okay yeah so if you have a government like Mubarak who actually reaches out and says no well no they're they're part of the region and shit like that then you have a lot of problems and part of Saudi Arabia's problem is Israel but the government doesn't have beef with them they're like whatever man is there anything that we can is there any way that we can equate that to the United States I guess with like maybe like Mexican immigrants or something like that as far as like like re- if you're if you're a U.S. politician, you reach out to illegal immigrants. I suppose you're considered you're you're you know you can be branded anti-American and you might get shunned upon. Is there any sort of hatred in the United States that is on par with the Middle Eastern uh, Middle Eastern hatred of Israel? Do we? Have, I mean, because I feel like it, we're, we really don't. Necess- I mean, it's it's difficult for us as Americans to fully understand like how intense and deep seated these rivalries are. You know, and I feel like people right. over there are like. When they say they hate the Jews, like they're not joking. Like no, that's they mean like, it. that they're fucking they're for it's, real. It, one a small thing, one small question concerning Iran and the Jews. Mm. Why did the president tweet Happy Yom Kippur? Because after Israel, the largest Jewish population in that region in the Middle East belongs to Iran. Oh, okay. Iranians are not anti-Jewish. They're not. It's actually like they're I grew up. They're anti-Zionist. They're he, it's uh, yeah. again. It's all politics. It's uh. not. It's not. It's they consider. Like, Iran's traditionally a very old country with a huge empire back in the day. They were a superpower in the region. Right. And now they're still competing, and they are pretty powerful. And Israel is a competition. Okay. Israel is a country that they see as, like, I need to... And Israel sees Iran the same way, too. So the pre- They don't like the other one to be powerful ah. because, because then it takes away from their own power. An authority in the region. So, the, uh, just to clarify, the president of Iran, the new president, yeah. the the more liberal president, yeah. he tweeted uh, "Happy Rosh Hashanah." Rosh Hashanah, not Yom Kippur. And then, I'm, I'm glad the brown guy here understands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rosh Hashanah. I don't even know what what is Rosh Hashanah. New Year, about? New Year. Well, yeah, happy the Jewish New Year. New Year. Yeah. that's a very very fun. thing. I've actually spent Rosh Hashanah in 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 Israel one time. How do they celebrate it? Um, it dude, it's it's like being a goddamn. Um, is there a Jewish Dick Clark? Is there like a Jewish <laughs> Ryan sure Seacrest? Is. is there like a but ball Rosh Hashanah that drops? Like, 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 um, like how the um, like Times Square? No, and how the Dutch uh, the 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 more not fuck 
in Pennsylvania. Oh, the Pennsylvania the Dutch? The, the Amish they... celebrate. <laughs> oh, I see. The That's Amish, how cool. Sure. Dude, like, no electricity, no cars, no jacking off, nothing. You, it's uh, just, what is it? This is the problem. If you're Jewish... We all you, have it. The Muslims have the same thing. It's called Ramadan. Yeah. You got to starve to death and then give yourself, like, three hours to just fucking eat the shit out of everything you see around you and pass out. I mean, I mean the thing, all these traditions come at a time uh, in all of these cultures when there wasn't a lot of food. And they're like, well, we need to take a month off. Let's make a religious reason for it. But it's like, now there's just a and, bunch of food. Just eat all month. And that's why, like, like, for us Americans don't understand how these sectarians, how deep these sectarian problems are in that area. It's interesting. Because, because all the religions were born out of that area. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest differences between, you know... Uh, uh, Judaism and uh, and Islam and they do celebrate in a much more pious way. American Christians, not like not like your Coptic Christians over there, like we were discussing earlier. Yeah. The Coptic Christians are an entirely different religion, I would argue, uh, than American Christians because our it's idea of Greek Orthodox, sure, of. our idea of like you know fasting is deep fried fish, yeah. on Fridays, yeah, you know, like we're like, like oh we can't eat meat, so we better have you a bunch a of potatoes, and big ass ham, and a turkey on Thanksgiving and deep fry it. Exactly. I mean, all we do is like we just have the abundance of life, and we're like, this is us praising the Lord by you know just getting fat and farting all day. It's funny because um, uh, this is actually what these extremists or terrorists use against or and brainwash their people. They're like the Western culture is a very materialistic culture. Of course. What we do is we we obey what God says and we, we defend God's laws. Right. Where, and they're right I mean I will say as far as like following the written words that were, you know, written right. you know thousands and thousands of years ago by the random Western, lunatics, they nail it. Yeah. And, you know, they the, definitely they got it right. Yeah, and, and we know. make the commercials for them to use. Like, right. They're like, look, the Westerners are worried about Disneyland and Gap and fucking, you know, gay parade and shit like that. Yeah. And that and, and you know, they can it works. I mean when we go to war, it was just like George Bush's uh, reaction to the American people, his uh, his statement to the American people when we started going to war was like, buy a bunch of shit. Yeah. He's like, go to Walmart. get some. You want some right. plastic furniture, don't you? You're going to need a new TV to watch the war. Exactly. We need your taxes. We need your taxes. Because we're buying a lot of fucking debt was, from China. Marcus, was I talking to you about that? The uh, the fellow from the Middle East who was being interviewed and they were discussing the, some of the major differences be- uh, between the United States and the Middle East. No. I, don't, I, I forget who I was talking with uh about it, but basically the one thing that he was saying, the number one most shocking thing about America to this man, I forget where he was from, Palestine or something uh, like that, was uh, women don't just have sex with you. His entire thing was like, I thought I came over here and women just had <laughs> sex with me. I expected and people to be naked on the street. All the time. The street, and it's like, I, it's I just, actually very I don't difficult. have to trade any goats and I just bang them. So, uh, exactly. All they do is teach people in the Middle East. Dude, and it's like, you go to America and they'll just blow you. They, that's had, all women want to do is blow you. They have no concept <laughs> of how... It's actually very expensive and difficult to get I don't want to generalize. I don't want to generalize everything, but I've had people like in Afghanistan ask me that question. Really? They're like, no, and that's what I they shit did. you not. Dude, and this guy was like a... Considering like how fucked up this country is, this guy was actually like educated and all that. Yeah. He's like, let me ask you something. Like on the fourth day, right. finally he's feeling comfortable because he's like he's trying to sell me opium and shit. Good opium. Yeah, yeah, I'm he's sure like, it's the best. He's like, so tell me, do do are women allowed to walk naked in the streets? Do you see them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, in in US, do they like in New York? Do they walk naked? I'm like, no, dude. What the fuck are you talking no, about? No, bro, that's we're, just you jacking just, off in the shower. 
We're just as Thinking fucking religious it. as you guys are in our own way. It's just that we don't kill anyone because they're naked. Right. But no, it's not. I've never seen a naked person. <laughs> I've know? seen a, occasionally. I've seen some tits in New York City because it's legal to show your breasts. And I'll tell you, every yeah. time I've seen tits in New York City, the woman who chooses to feel liberated tends to be hideous. Oh, you know, that tends to be the. Occasionally, you'll see a nice gosh. pair of tits. Yeah. You're like, oh. But for the most part, it tends to be sort of a Lena Dunham type uh, <laughs> woman who just wants to show off her like. Oh, you have them. Chad yes. Bono. Exactly. Chaz Bono walking around shirtless. Okay, congratulations. You have man breasts now as opposed to your disgusting female breasts you had before. Uh, you mentioned Bush earlier. Have you heard Bush's statements on this whole thing? No. What is he saying? He said that he was, quote, not a fan of Assad. He not said uh, he's an ally of Iran. He's made mischief. He's made mischief. That's See, how, there you go. That's the point I was trying to make because conflicts, it's not about the Syrian people. Yeah, exactly. It's about that chunk of land and we're not a, being able to control it. And he's we, we don't mischief. have a military base in there. That's what it is. The words that are used, I just did, again, a conflict is a situation involving hedges with your neighbors. You, you got to shave your hedge. You got to cut your hedges. Mm. Otherwise, our whole neighborhood uh, looks like shit, buddy. You know, that's a conflict. <laughs> right. That's a, a mischief is when your dog takes a dump underneath the... Uh, dining room table. You're yeah, like, what Barney's, was Roscoe up to? Barney yeah. makes mischief. Barney Bush's is dog. doing exactly. Yeah. Barney's up to mischief. Yeah, Assad, I would not classify as what he's doing as mischief because no. also mischief uh, implies some sort of like uh, you know notion hijinks. like no hijinks. Nobody knows that I'm doing this. I think Assad knows. Everyone knows that he's doing this. You know, <laughs> mischief is just not the right word whatsoever. Going back uh, briefly with uh, with France and the alliance that we have with them now, and obviously freedom for us. Simon, before the episode, you were discussing obviously England. Yeah, uh, they don't like us anymore. They are so. not with us. They no. do not want to invade whatsoever. Cameron you know, over this there. War is so troubling that the Brits, who are usually the first ones to jump and, on and things, with, and with the Syrian uh, history, <laughs> and they're like, nah. Can't do it. We're not going to do this one. There's no public support. 75% of Americans don't want to go. Politicians are, uh, you know, if you're a politician. We don't have a good plan, man. There was no plan. The plan is to bomb a couple of things, and what would that possibly do? Nothing. What what we think we'll do is we're sending a message to countries like Iran that, well, if you... If you're a bully, right. then I'm going to send my teacher to beat you down too. That's a little bit. Yeah, I have a fatter not, bully to beat you up, just uh, but, ever so slightly. But and the really, anti-American resentment that's going to build is far worse than sending a message. It's just like to I you. mean, you know, and not to uh, I hate, I hate when uh, you know liberals. Um, Blame the United States for the events of 9-11 because I think lunatics are lunatics and those people were going to do whatever they wanted to do uh, to begin with. But these sorts of activities, these sorts did. of actions. Remember Madrid and afterwards in of course in UK? It was going on forever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, uh, these activities, these small conflicts, these these breed deaths. These breed dead fathers and dead mothers and dead kids. And that breeds 9-11. You right. know, so it's very interesting to see like the idea of like it's not a war, but it's like you're killing actual people. And uh, the odds of you killing all of the right people with all of the shards of glass and metal that are going to be flying around is pretty goddamn slim. I'm terrified of the generation of kids that were between the ages of 5 and 10 during the Iraq War when they reach like 18 or so and they start getting mature where they can actually fuck some shit up. Don't fly. It's... it's (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it's not gonna be good. Like if you can afford kids, your own private jet, yeah. do it. But if not, when, when I wouldn't fly any plane in the next like ten years from now. Until yeah, the end you're of taking it. You're taking a decade off. I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I know, I, you know, I, I know my shit. I'm telling you, I would right. not be flying anything. Yeah. Imagine a kid <laughs> seven years old in Fallujah in like 2005. Yeah, right. we're still missing three arms. Yeah. <laughs> three arms. Wow. Well, yeah. that was because of the first chemical weapons we put over there. So exactly. we had eight arms to begin with. So we still got five going for them, which isn't yeah. so bad. Yeah, it's 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 a, you, and you know these these extremists these terrorists actually celebrate death. They're right. not worried about the environment. They're not about the. They're not. They don't. Their policy has nothing to do with the future. It has right. nothing to do with economical growth. Well, by definition, it it has to do with the afterlife. Right. It's that's it. It's all about like which is you know a terrifying what? terrifying. Thing. I'm a resistant person. Uh, Fighting for a cause, and I will die for it. That, that's right. how. That's where it ends. And the things we do. Well, that was another thing. Fuels that. It was another interesting uh, point in that book. That I'm reading the, the the Lucifer Principle there. That Howard Bloom thing. Just discussing the. Um, you want a beer, Marcus? I'm, I'm, I'm You're good. good. I'm, I'm, uh, just I've dis- got a couple of drops left. That's good. Uh, just discussing the uh, the suicide bombers and the kamikaze missions of the Japanese, and just like people were just like, "This is great for me. This is good for my country, and I'm going to go to heaven." And they just bombed no, right into it, a navy it, ship. It wasn't I mean, even heaven. They were like, "If I go back alive, have not." Succeeded. I'm not going to get any pussy. I'm not going to get no, any money. It's, I'm going to shame me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Unit Seven Thirty One. It was this. Yeah. It, 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 it was a dishonor. Right. And and they would. Pick death over being dishonored because, like, they just could dishonor me anytime you want. Fucking, you know, I'm dishonored every day. That's I'm fine how I go home. It. Oh right. my god! I'm like, okay, I'm done with being dishonored. So all where, day. So now I go home. These fucking, you know, why are the American people not trying to rebrand the English muffin? That's what I wanted to uh, ask you, Simon, because you were discussing this. Obviously, the uh, the Brits are not on our side right now. The French are. So we're back to French fries. Oh yeah, we're back to French kissing. But we still have that pesky English muffin. What about English bulldogs? English bulldogs got to get euthanize them. <laughs> got to come up with some. Now everyone's going to be buying French bulldogs. That's right. Did we call them freedom bulldogs at one point? I don't know. Well, we better we, call them that now. We should have. Yeah, I like. We, I do like freedom bulldogs. They're just freedom dogs. Yeah, freedom. and tweet and, and tweet Simon or Bobby at uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Simonism. No, my Twitter's actually S A M A N. A R B A B I. It's your name. It's my name. <laughs> That's you just say Saman or Bobby. You didn't have to spell or I had, I had Marcus Marcus Parks, Ben Kissel, and Saman or Bobby. All of our Twitters are our name. And so tweet us your ideas of what we should call yeah. the new English muffin because we can't be uh, eating something named after these goddamn anti-American Brits. Ugh. We need a new revolutionary war. We need to go down to Boston and throw some goddamn tea in that river. And uh, we need to let these Brits know that we're not going to stand for the fact that they're not going to stand with us when we go and kill a bunch of innocent Syrians. Red coats. <laughs> it's upsetting. Badass. So what's Obama's number one option? You know, because um, I feel like he is he is a uh, you know, he's a Barack in a hard place here. I and think, uh, by the way, that's brilliant. Yeah, I Barack was about to say, how long have you been sitting? I on just, that one? I just came up with it. I, I just come up with these things, Marcus. I'm telling you, I'm, a, I'm an improviser. Natural I'm a brilliant man. Yeah, Barack in a hard good. place. Thank Barack you. in a hard place. I think, I think he he said he he said something a year ago about the whole red line thing that he hadn't really thought about. Right. And and now, because of what he said, and he is the president of the strongest country in the world as a superpower, he feels like shit. I'm obligated to do something about it. And he's looking at the outcomes, and, and none of them are good. Right. And another situation, another irony of it, of course, if there was a Republican in office, and hell, I would even say a Democratic president, if, Obama, if Barack Obama was a senator right now, he would vote no on this war. Absolutely. And as president, he has to vote yes. 
Yeah. And, uh, and thank God uh, for the libertarian uh, wins in twenty oh uh, you know twenty oh eight and uh, in two thousand and ten and uh, in twenty twelve because without the Libertarian Party uh, without that that wing of the Republican Party uh, we would be in Syria right now as we speak uh, yeah. you know starting World War three and the American people are exhausted and that we yeah. should not go in there it's a stupid no. idea and all we would be doing is helping heart eating Al Qaeda members for sure. Very and watch true. that video. And by the way, when we say heart eating, that's a true statement. Watch the video of a, of a rebel just eating the heart of an Assad uh, army man. Fucking uh, army man. And the, well, that, that's the problem because if 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 we get rid of Assad, we're gonna have a bunch of cannibals running around. A bunch of Jeffrey Dahmers. Do you want that? Yes. Do you want that? I mean, yeah, sort of. Okay, go in, go in, Obama. I've changed everything. My entire plan is completely yeah. different now. Yeah. Get over there. All right, Saman. Thank you so much. And Saman's going to stick around for our next episode as well. Thank you, guys. So, uh, all right, Marcus. Oh, yeah. Good job, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost.